Alright fella, that's done any request. Can I play your guitar? Through Wonderwall. I'm a good singer, can I sing with you? Oh, give us another. Come on mate, one more song. One more song, 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 one more song. Hello, welcome to the One More Song cast. My name's Luke. And I'm Lee. Right, we've got a very special episode today. We've got our very first guest on the, uh, on the pod. We have. Yeah. Should we, should we do a little bit of build-up before we, before we move over? Because we've got two cameras today. We're, we're, we're split, aren't we? So, yeah, uh, I think we should do a bit of build-up. So we've got a vocalist, a performing acoustic singer, also a singing teacher as well. Um, so we're going to learn a little bit about Christopher Healy today, local legend. He is. How are you doing, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> I like the legend. Cheers. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I'm good, thank you. Cheers for having me on. Good stuff. I'm sure many people will know you from the area, um, singers. Obviously, you have singing lessons and you also uh, are a, a local artist as well. So the, the, first, the first question we always ask on the podcast is, what does music mean to you? Quite a broad question. And it can go from, from the very start, that kind of thing, you know. Um, well, it helps me pay my mortgage. Uh, no, I'm <laughs> <laughs> no it, it, obviously we get into this um, as as you guys all know. You get in you, as you. It all starts with how you feel about music, and that's what music is is to me. Is how it makes you feel. It can help you when you're feeling down. It can help you work through your emotions. It can help you when it, it can lift the mood even higher when everyone's having a great time. It's memories of great times with friends with family. Um, it can be an amazing night out. Like a lot of music is is uh, that I will listen to. It just makes reminds me of all my drunken, you know, my mm. younger days. I'm getting on a bit now, mm. but my younger <laughs> days, so I, even though I still go out quite a bit, um, yeah. And I think that's what the music is really. It's, it connects us all. As cheesy yeah. as that no, is, no, no, it's true. It's similar it connects to what I said, all. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. no, yeah. very much. So, yeah. um, so where did that? Where did you think that started to hit you? Well, that sort of concept of that idea. Ooh. When does it? When does it hit anyone? You, you, come on, we're all, when we're kids. It's you, when you're small. You, your music's always there, isn't it? Yeah. So you can't. It's it's part of your life from I think from your earliest memories. There'll be songs that come on. Like I remember happy sad memories i remember going through tough times when i was a small child and my mum would stick some of her records on and, and immediately you know I, and those songs made me think about time so in terms of like where it all begins it's i think it's from childhood all the way up i think it's the reason why music resonates so much with people it's there in our lives and if you if i could bore you if you look at the history of music yeah like come on it, like from when we were cave dwelling neanderthals jumping around a fire pit with somebody banging on a rock, keeping a beat, you know, <laughs> all the way to now where... where Cub Scouts. Yeah, you know, where you have uh, heavily auto-tuned vocalists out there and, and lots of modern music, which is great, by the way. I'm not uh, anti-auto-tuned, contrary to most popular, <laughs> to popular opinions in the, in the music world. I think, um, I think it's, it's in the core of everybody. Yeah, I agree, I agree. So what was your very, very first memory of actually... Um, maybe performing in front of people um, or 
or your experience of maybe seeing others performing in front of people and you being maybe inspired to go and do that yourself. You said you started pretty late before we, before we started. Yeah. So it was, obviously that was quite late on into your life, so you'd done a lot of stuff before that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, th- I'm, you know, full disclosure, I'm 38. I'm kicking on almost 40 now. <laughs> I didn't really get into music um, until maybe, I think it was May, I said 30 before, but I think it was very late 20s is when I started to realise that I really loved music mm. and I wanted, and I actually enjoyed singing. Um, but I think when I was young, I mean, I don't know about you, you guys, but, you know, you get roped into choirs and stuff like that and it's, it's, it's part of, like, Especially in because I grew up in the in the nineties when I was in high school, so it was all like you get pushed into yeah. doing little vocal performances there, um, and I hated it. Yeah, I absolutely hated it. Classical music, and don't get me wrong, I now have a newfound appreciation for classical yeah, music, yeah. but at the time it it wasn't what I listened to, and yet I was being made to do it. Mm. So it really put actually had the opposite effect. It yeah, put me off see. music for a long time. Did you go to Sunday school and all that? No, no. no. I think because my dad was made to go as a kid like he never wanted that for us <laughs> so he, he wouldn't top he man wouldn't, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no he wouldn't he wouldn't put us through that did you go yeah i remember you've just brought me back to that because i sort of forgot about all that but yeah i remember getting dragged to sunday school and that and singing all these hymns and yeah. like you say i mean i've spoke about like being at school and stuff and not really enjoying the music curriculum that never particularly inspired me but yeah Sunday schools as well massive well one. yeah talking music curriculum the, the, the thing is with that it is starting to change now yeah. and shift but it's um, like I, I really feel like in, in the national curriculum especially they miss a trick and the reason the engagement in music drops so heavily mm. in high school is because when you're a teenager, you, you know, you, there's a million other distractions. I mean, your hormones are running wild. You're chasing, yeah, chasing yeah. well, unsuccessfully in my case, chasing. We've all been there, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and just want to hang with mates and play footy is all I ever really wanted yeah, to do. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't seen as, as something, it was very much a certain crowd people that would do music yeah. and as you get older you realise that I realise that you missed out I missed out yeah, yeah. but then they've just got it wrong but yeah I must admit like church choirs I mean I was in a cathedral choir so we toured like I remember going on this summer trip and that's when I realised I just hated music yeah, yeah. At, at that point which is daft because I love it now yeah, but at that moment and, um, and I was I remember like they were all really Class, classically trained musicians and they loved classical music mm. and they're really into it and I just wasn't into it and I had, a, I had my, my Sony Walkman on with a, a tape cassette I don't know if you remember well, those yeah. um, listening to the Top Gun soundtrack <laughs> and you know like highways <laughs> danger zone and all this <laughs> like, yeah. and, 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 and I just remember thinking why am I here yeah, like, and yeah. even as a kid why am I here Um and you know, and I think my mum was wanting me to do it because I'm from Wales, and you know, you have to be able to sing if you're from Wales. Yeah. That stereotype and all that. See, we've learned one fun fact there. Yeah, we didn't know yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's um, yeah. I think music is it. it in early life, the, your really experiences can really make or break your approach to no, music agree, and your journey. Yeah. But it is a journey, you know, as cliche as that is. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and and as you can see, I've, I've 
I've come into music late in life, but I don't regret it. it no. It's brilliant. It's everything to me now. No, so. that makes sense. So I, I was similar, and obviously, check out the last episode. I started off in sports, and you'll be the same. So, um, so talk us through like some of your so in your teenage years when you weren't doing music, um, what were you doing? Oh, getting up to no good usually, yeah. but. Um, I don't, yeah, football was my life yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, I was really into it, um, and I got pretty good. You know, I enjoyed playing. Uh, I'm not going to too my own lives. But if any of the lads out there who might listen to this that play football will know that I'm very average. But um, <laughs> but for a little period, you know, I, I was I was pretty good, mm. and and I, and that was my life. I lived and breathed football I because I got that buzz, that high. But now, as I've got older and my body's starting to to slow down a little bit. Um, now my life, I get that same high from performing mm. in music. It's like a drug, really. Mm. The endorphin rush that I get, the anxiety. Like, I get that same feeling in my body, the same butterflies in my stomach, or that same quick toilet break that I need. Um, but as I used to get before, a big cup game or, yeah, you know, like... Yeah, yeah. yeah when, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. It's, it's just that adrenaline carrying over, isn't it, into a different a different aspect of your life. So. Yeah. 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 Oh, I can relate to that, certainly. It's... It's one of those, I used, to, I used to play football and when I used to get up for a game, if it was something really important, I used to psych myself up so much that I used to play rubbish. <laughs> but I, luckily, I haven't, luckily I haven't experienced the same in music to myself. Do you ever find that you, you maybe, ever when you started particularly, did oh. you ever have challenges like that where you'd psych yourself up too much for a gig and you get tense or...? Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's normal. It's human nature. If you think about what performing is, you are putting yourself out there to an audience to be judged. Yeah. Okay. And there's no shying away from that. And um, I'm actually, you know, I, I I don't want to cross over too much, but 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 in my in my work in my teaching side of things, um, I'm currently doing. Um, some research and and because I'm doing um I don't go to my own home but I'm doing a masters in um in vo in vocal pedagogy so it's it's just mastering voice really and understanding how it all works and one of the modules I'm doing at the moment I'm focusing on music performance anxiety mm. and it's really interesting um in terms of that that fear that you get and I have absolutely had the the moments where I've gone up I've forgotten words mm. forgotten chords um I'd be like and when in the practice room you know I'm I'm you know I like I think, oh yeah, I've nailed that. That's as good as I can get it right now with the skills that I have. Mm. So I should be able to go out there and, and, and do the stuff. But, you know, <laughs> it can get you. It can get you. And it can get you in the most peculiar circumstances. Yeah. Um, I don't know how you, you guys, boys feel, but when you go into a venue and it's really jumping, and I go in there and I'm like, right, I'm going to have to go in hard here. Because yeah. if I go in with, like, I don't know, the Commodores Sunday morning, <laughs> when everyone's like, you know, it, it's it's gonna fall flat on its ass, really. Yeah, so. I don't want to ask too many questions. Of, you know, if you've got some stuff to ask, but I find it really interesting because we both started late, and I say to you a lot of the time, don't I? That I overthink things and I get anxiety. Because you started very late, and you had because obviously you have been gigging and well playing enough, and singing yeah. from as long as you can remember, haven't you? Yeah. Whereas I think it's quite unique where we've gone into it late, a little bit like blind almost, especially for me at the start. What, what was it like first gigging? Like, were you very anxious or were you just very much maybe the attitude of Lee where you just crack on and it is what it is kind of thing, you know? Um, I was shitting myself to be quite frank. Yeah, yeah. yeah can you remember your first gig that you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. It wasn't even that long ago. I, hmm. It depends. Solo gig or with a band. 
Well, well, how did you first start out then? So yeah. we might as well ask you, yeah. Yeah, open mics. Yeah. As we, as, as that's how the journey starts, really. So I was having voice lessons with <laughs> with my wife. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. how we met, really. Um, at the song rooms. Right. Nice little plug there. Yeah. Really no. Yeah. We'll get place. onto that. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, and. I've had lessons with her for five years, mm. and then before, and and she used to get me. She built me up, so she'd get me doing like a little recital, and then up around. I always get really good feedback. Yeah. Um, and then, but eventually, it just built up to a point where I was like, "All right, I'm gonna be the front man of a band now." Right. So I just jumped straight in. Yeah. And I, and I was, and I did a few gigs with them, and it sort of didn't really gain any momentum. But you know, the feedback I constantly got was, you know, you you're the you know, you, you, you stand out, you yeah. stand out vocalist yeah. there. So I was like, right, well, you know, I play, and I'd already picked up the guitar and started learning how to play open chords. I was just like, right, well, you know, I'm not much of a guitarist, but why not get yeah. out there and just yeah, do it? Yeah, definitely. So I did. Um, and I remember my first solo gig, and I was, I think I was, I was nervous for about three days building up to it. <laughs> and then I got out there, and then by about four fifth song in, um, you know, I started to relax a little bit, and then by the end of it, I had this amazing high, and then I did it again, and then I did mm, it again. Mm. But it, it didn't get easier until maybe ten gigs in. Yeah. And then after that point, you know, and now I go out and gig, and I'm very rarely feel the anxiety yeah. at all. I'm, yeah. I'm just like I'm, I'm ready for, to do this now. Mm. So I think it's just exposure therapy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and like you said as well, you can you can practice a song or whatever as as much as you want, but until you've actually gigged it ten times as well, it's like that's the only time that you yeah, really. Yeah, um, I think I said that to you. Know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's all well and good in being in the practice room and, and nailing a song twenty times in a row. Yeah. But as soon as you're in and, and, and the sound isn't right, yeah, or you can't hear yourself very well, or your monitor's playing up, yeah. or there's there's like so many things that can trip you up that people don't realise. No, like, absolutely. Like, just like, come on, sing a song, yeah. mate. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. but really, the reality <laughs> is I can't hear myself and, and my sound sounding good. Yeah, that's, like, literally, yeah. a venue I played at, uh, I played in Preston at Hotwoods, which is a, a, a great venue. Um, always busy, lively, decent beer, good sports. But it, it, I played there and I couldn't hear anything. So I just had to trust mm. that I was in tune. I even dropped a song recently because <laughs> um, I played it without being able to hear it so long that somebody pointed out, um, well, my wife pointed out to me that I was like a demitone below oh, what the song should be. Oh, I think you told so me I was that, out of yeah, tune, yeah. so I've just dropped it because I just I can't I can't sing it now no. without it being out of tune. Yeah, it's that, that, so, yeah. You yeah. do, you get into these little habits, don't you? Yeah, um, even during gigs, and it's very hard to undo it, like you say. Did you ever, when you were starting out, um, it was one thing that I probably would have brought up on my, on my episode but did you ever get post gig blues like if you were going into a nine to five job that you were hated afterwards and you'd had a really good gig at the weekend and you're like oh I've just now got work on Monday it just felt like you'd gone from this real high to a, like through the floor um, not really because I got made redundant from my nine to five job and it was that that kicked me on to mm. get to music so I didn't really need to I did, I'd just go home and oh, then, nice. Yeah, I didn't, you know. Um, and then You're lucky, I, I can tell you that. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I am very fortunate. Well, I, I do another, I do, um, there's another side to what I do, really, that sort of supplements that. So, um, that sounds a bit dodgy, like I do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, 
if, if you need to, if you, I'm your man. No, 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 no. get these vocals on. <laughs> no, no, no. Basically, I, 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 um, I'm a foster care with my wife. Yeah. So we look after some children. So, um, so I have to give my my nine to five. It sounds bad because it's not a job. It's it's a lifestyle choice, but. I don't have, I've never had that because I, my other part of my life is, is putting everything into these children that yeah. I bring up, so it's, um, yeah, I've not really found that. I must admit though that I do get the blues. My blues are, is if I do a gig and I've made a few mistakes, or mm. if I do a gig and it was just flat and, and, yeah. and I wasn't well received, or it's dead, or I'm singing my heart out and everybody's like, just, just you know, I might as well not be there. And that's that's not on I, that's not because I have an expectation. I want everyone to be like, "Wow, look at me!" It's more of a it's more of a just. I think because you put yourself out there, like yeah. I said before, as a musician, you want something back. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, people are there having a good. T- you know, when you get booked to these places, sometimes you have to accept you just background music. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And and you you know you could as well just be the jukebox. But I do when I do that. I do question why then you book musicians like yeah. 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 Don't say that though. I do also find that some venues, like the people are watching you, but they're not interacting. So it's not like it's not been well received. They sat there listening to you, and then mm. three people come up to you. That was absolutely brilliant. Yeah. But you didn't get one clap all yeah. night. Yeah. So hang on a minute. Like that was really good, but. You didn't seem that impressed. Like, what? What? It's weird, isn't it? It is a bit like that, yeah. yeah. But, but you know, I think what I look for is I don't look for the applause because I think that that's that's wasted energy. Polite. Um, I look for people that maybe marvin along, or I look for people that are maybe swaying a bit mm. or tapping their foot, mm. and that is that is the engagement. Yeah. And I think I think unless you play in a big venue where people are really into music mm. and they're like, obviously that's the the. the the best um, for a musician, I think, is is the ultimate. That's where we get our big high. Mm. But um, but it's still nice, I think, for the for people when you can see people are just into it. And, yeah. and then obviously the comments you get at the end. You know, I, I always want to be told I'm amazing. So. <laughs> yeah, of course you would. Yeah. Absolutely. It's funny though. It sometimes you come off and you think oh, no one really responded. I didn't really do that well. And then and then they're out there with a the diary out there, like, oh, we'll get you booked in for another fight. And you're like, what? Oh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah. cool. You know, it's it's weird how it works, isn't it? Yeah, sometimes. it's very strange. Uh, it's it's one of the most up and down industries I'm mm. going to say ever because you can have an amazing gig one night and you automatically think well if tomorrow night goes like that it's going to be amazing yeah. I think that's what can get the post gig blues a little yeah. bit as well love it so I, I wanted to go back a little bit to how you met your wife um, oh right okay. so so was so did you start having singing lessons with your wife and then you got together kind of thing is that how it worked and then that's how you got into singing as well basically yeah pretty much yeah yeah, yeah. I mean we were good friends yeah um, we fell in love well I, I certainly did um, and yeah and that was it really I mean nothing's ever nothing's ever easy in life but it, it, it's um, it's worth it you know yeah and, and she's great um, she's really supportive. She's she's got me where I. She's helped me get to where I want to be. She's an amazing musician. Yeah. Like mm. honestly, I've I've um, you know I I shouldn't really say because obviously I work with so many great people, but she is for me the one of the best musicians I've ever seen or heard. She's very talented. 
she'd been singing whole life you know um she was you know she toured the world with a, a, a national choir um where she was section leader and that was more obviously more classical music and then she took the went over and did popular music she's been in bands she's been teaching at the song rooms for years yeah wow she's um she really is like the the best person as cheesy as that is i'm not i'm not i haven't got a bad words there but no, she's, no. she's awesome it's pretty cool how, how that's ultimately how how that got you into singing really you know you've met your wife and you've you've basically yeah. well we're in a band together yeah right? yeah yeah it's cool <laughs> no, i've heard the band as well and um well we were doing this showcase for the collective weren't we and that was the first time i come across you i saw you go up on your own and then he was up again with this tray i was like Right, this guy likes to work for free. Mm. <laughs> and then, uh, no, then him and Anna went on, and the harmonies, the harmonies were just. I was like, wow. Um, what I don't know what this music is. It was. It's kind of like folk, a little bit folky. What you do, isn't it? Uh, quite we do dark. a mixture. We do a mixture, but we really focus on our harmonies. But yeah, we've got we've got a gent called Rob who's in the band as mm. well. Who's who's an incredible. Uh, um, guitarist and he, he's a great singer as well and um, and, he, and he can, again he's talented he plays everything so he, he's, he's a really talented guy um, and yeah and we do three part harmonies that is our main that's our our, our selling point if you get yeah, what I mean yeah. so it's, it's the harmony but they're tight yeah we we work really hard on them um, and as you guys know you only it's practice man yeah, yeah. the hours in yeah definitely yeah, yeah. so Keeping this section mainly to like your singing side mm. of things, then we'll move on to like the actual vocal coaching side of things next set. So when did you sort of realise, so you said you were going to your open mics and you were starting out in the bands, but that's very different to then making that a career, isn't it? So was there a turning point then to which point you thought, actually, I can maybe make this my career, whether it is actually singing and putting that alongside your vocal coaching as well. Was there a point where you thought, or you maybe started to believe in yourself a little bit as well and, and, and think, well, there is a career in this for me? Oh, um, well, I, Anna believed in me first. Yeah. And that always helps, of, yeah. And, that, and, that, and having somebody who supports what you're doing, it makes a huge difference. Yeah. Um, and I think it's going to sound, right, a little bit, like, arrogant. Not at all. But, um, I don't know what going to say yet. <laughs> I, but, but when I first started singing for fun, before I had lessons, before any of it, yeah. you know, I, I, people always used to say, oh, you're quite good, mm. you know, and, and then I had lessons, and I got to a point where where a lot of people that, that knew me, like, really sort I felt them sort of like, if I ever got up, I always felt like there was a bit of an atmosphere. Yeah. So I, it gave me quite a lot of self-belief. Um, Definitely. So I knew then that I could, I was, a, I was a good singer, and then I guess from from feeling that intrinsically, you, you sort of just back yourself. You gotta yeah. back yourself. Yeah, definitely. And I think as I got older, I realised what what am I waiting for? Yeah. Like yeah. I get out there and do it. You know, life, yeah, life's a bit short in it, so you just gotta do it. Yeah, so. absolutely. Do you want to call it there for a little break? Do you reckon? Yeah, I think we better just in case the camera comes. Yeah, we basically again. have a thirty minute time limit on all these cameras for some reason. They were designed that way. Um, yeah. So we have to have little mini breaks, and uh, sometimes the time can fly, can't it? So yeah, yeah we'll we'll stop there. Put a, a dodgy advert in for you, and uh, we'll see you back shortly. Cheers. Hello, it's me, Preston's biggest dick, and I'm not talking about my attitude problem. Help! I need somebody! Well, Tony at Timpan Alley Guitars helps. He's very good for your services, setups, part replacement, and much, much more. I've had many of my guitars fixed by Tony, 
just from his house in his little workshop and he does a fantastic job. So, to find out more about it, go onto Tony's Facebook page, Tony Helps, or type in Tin Pan Alley Guitars on Facebook and you will see the range of guitars that Tony has fixed and also put together himself. He also does charity auctions to raffle off guitars that he has fixed up, all for good causes. So, without further ado, go and check him out. Back to the episode. Hello and welcome back to the One More Songcast. Enjoyed the first part of the episode? Yeah, I did. I hope you enjoyed your adverts as well. Have we definitely pressed record on both the cameras? Yes. Are you sure? Yes, yeah. we're recording. Okay. We'll trust leave that it. in. We'll trust it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll start again. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to the One More Songcast. Uh, enjoyed the first part of the episode. And um, we're now up to the point where we're going to talk about maybe what some of your... Well, we talked about what your challenges were at the start, but maybe how they've changed as you've, as you've progressed more as a musician. There's obviously always challenges, so... I think most of the challenges now are intrinsic mm. in terms of it's about keeping it interesting for yourself. I mean, I'm sure you guys are the same. You've got to... Because we do this, it's not just a job. A job, it's a passion, it's enjoyment, it's hobby. You've got to, and 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 obviously, it's always in in the practice room. So whenever you want to add a new song in, you know you have to practice a lot, mm. and you have to keep on top of your existing tunes. So, but it's the new songs that keep it alive for me, really. Yeah, I'm trying to add new things, trying to strive for p- perfection, um, never achieve it, but but definitely strive for it. Um, yeah, just adding new little things into your set, yeah. your performance, your act. I think that's that that's the uh, the challenge really for well, me. Well, to ask you about that, so me personally, I've got a lot of stuff going on, and obviously you'll have loads of stuff going on as well, probably more than than us. How do you find that challenge? Because I always find between, say, if you've gigged Sunday and then then back on on the Friday, that time just goes like that, doesn't it? Well, especially with me because I teach Monday to Wednesday. Yeah, uh, I run an open mic occasionally on a Thursday. Um, and if not, I'm practicing with my band. Yeah. So in terms of finding time to actually rehearse and work on my act, it's it is a challenge. Yeah. And obviously, I've got five kids. Yeah. Exactly. So <laughs> yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it is. It is. It is a. Um, it is a uh, more than full time job. So, but it, so sometimes, if you've not managed to say achieve working on this part of a song or getting a new song, and then you get to Friday and you're not in a in a, a better position. Um, than last week. Does, do, do you take that personally? Because I always like I'm, I'm always annoyed at myself that I've not tweaked something or done something slightly different for the next gig. Yeah, I, I think it comes from uh, you set your own pers- personal goals that you want to achieve that week, mm. and then it doesn't happen. And I think when when you don't achieve those those little mini goals, um, I think you can. I, I get really frustrated. Yeah. I do, I do, and I, I get upset with myself because there's all you can always find time in a day. I know it's a, a classic, but you can always find an Amazing. hour to practice if you really want to. It might mean sacrificing something, yeah. but you can always find an hour, and I, and then inevitably I don't. But um, but I try to yeah. mainly it's if I have a, a the odd slot that does, that maybe doesn't come to a lesson for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, I tend to use that time in the studio then when where I don't need to worry about how loud I am to, to <laughs> practice, you know. Yeah, um, I suppose you're in the perfect place for that most of the time, aren't yeah, you? So that's, yeah. that's decent. How do you find that as well? Yeah. During the week? I, again, I'd probably use that time as well because, you know, you're teaching through the week, you're working on it, songs that everyone else is doing, 
and then you get home and you just think, oh, I've just worked all day. I want, I want to just chill now. Whereas I've got this gig coming up. I really want to add this new mm. song in. Uh, to be fair, Chris, that's a really good point because it's one that I never really thought about with the challenges changing. It's more, to be honest, for me, it's been more the business side, but you do tend to slip up more because you think, oh yeah, well we've been doing those songs for ages, we know I'm like the back of a hand, and it's just that comfortable, that comfortable feeling that comes with it, oh well I know that one, and you still miss lyrics, mm. even though you've been doing the song mm. 10 years. Mm. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and I find I find that the only way I can overcome that is, is if I get a song that I do really well, I've done a million times, or it feels that way anyway, is when I make a mistake, is to just, I have to practice that song that week, and make it one of my priorities, mm. but if I don't, and I miss it, like Luke said there, and it does happen, because mm. life is like that sometimes, and then I'll get to the next gig, and then I have anxiety about that particular song, right, yeah. and I'm thinking when I come, this is the bit I, I, I messed up last time, and then before you know it, the wheels come off, and, yeah, yeah. and, and you know, and I'm lying on the floor crying, throwing my guitar at the audience. Yeah, no, I uh, think that's very relatable, that, to be fair. Um, right, last question before we move on. I wanted to ask you about... Um, so I thought that you'd been gigging longer than you had, which is which is interesting to know. But how the, maybe the pub scene or you know just the music scene, local music scene in general, how you think it's maybe changed um, in the time that you started to maybe now? Um, what do you think? It, it could be anything. To be fair, it depends where you are. Yeah, I think. If, I think if you're in a city, then I don't think as a musician, as long as you've got the skill and the talent, and you've got. Uh, and you're visible and you can be seen I think that's the key really for us um, then I think the music scene hasn't changed that much it's a bit hit and miss I think people's attitudes towards going out and drinking has changed right, yeah. um, which impacts impacts us like this whole pre-drink scene and, yeah. and all the rest of it whereas usually people will be in the pub straight from work mm. and then that's the whole night um, and there are still areas that are like that yeah but it's not as commonplace. There's a lot of big pubs that are just shut down now. Um, there's one actually that uh, is quite dear to to my friends, especially their hearts. They they used to go there a lot when they were young and do open mics there. It's sadly, unless somebody comes in and buys it, which I don't think they will, mm. is going to be shutting down. And I think that's um and that is pretty common now. Yeah. I think, but microbreweries and the rest of it are really good for us. Like anybody who's a solo artist. Yeah. I think if you're a band, mm. that's the challenge now. I think if you're in a band. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's. Uh, I have noticed that. You, luckily, my band, because everyone else is full time working nine to five, this is kind of like the hobby. So we only do one or two a month anyway. So it's not. It's not the worst thing. In, in that sense that loads of pubs are shutting because we're just we get we get approached by the pubs that are doing it. When you're trying to gig three times a week as a band, unless you're a tribute act that's playing in music venues and specifically and selling tickets, it must be really, really difficult at the moment to be in a full time band. Yeah, I think so. I think so. And you've got to think as well, let let's go away from being a covers band for a minute and look at original music. Mm. Like it, the music industry as a whole, like I, I went to the um the Ferret in Preston, if you know it. Yeah. I went to their charity event um a couple of weeks ago on, on a Friday and luckily they've managed to raise the money to stay open. It's yeah. a great venue, great local music, you know, they, they they've had some really fantastic musicians on there Super. over the years. When did they hit that then? When did they hit the... Um, well, the Music Venues Trust got involved. Right. It was set up during lockdown. It was There was about six venues across the UK, I think, mm. that were uh, due to shut. And 
I think one day they posted they were £43,000 off and the next day they raised the money. Right, okay, yeah. So the Music Venues Trust have effectively raised £2.5 million and bought all six of these music venues. So it was only, I think it was only Sunday they actually got officially announced it. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's fantastic. I, I, I went there the other week, saw our, well, our friend band, the Forensics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, you get these guys that are probably rehearsing every week to play two gigs a month or mm. they'll have a period of really being really busy and then they're not gigging for six weeks or whatever and they're forking out loads of money and mm. recordings and mm. and they just need that platform to be able to push on and it's a they're fantastic venues these little independent venues so they yeah, need yeah. to stay open and they've got they've got all of all of our rich history of music within the last 30 40 50 60 years and beyond i'm sure but they they are necessary to enable this country mm. to to create good music. I mean, in, we're internationally renowned UK for bringing bringing great talent to the world and great. Our music, our musicians are played all over the world. Now, you you got your Adele, you got your Ed Sheeran, you got your big mainstreamers, but. If you look through the decades, there's always British musicians that are huge across the globe. Yeah, yeah. Um, but they they won't without those smaller venues. Given Ed Sheeran played at the Ferret, yeah, you know, on his way up. I mean, without those small venues to support these people and give them money that they need to record them, as you know, if you want to, especially when you're doing original yeah. material. Yeah, I mean, you have to spend a fair bit of money to get your music out there. Mm. Um, and without these places supporting those musicians, they're going to shut down. Yeah. And it's so, yeah, and pubs and clubs and every, I think that is the worry for me in the future is, but like we said at the very start of the podcast, like music is ingrained in all of us. So I always feel like there'll be a platform for yeah, it, whether it's social media now is, is the new platform, <laughs> but it's a shame because live music is so, is so much better yeah. in my opinion. It brings anyway. people together that just wouldn't have been in the same room otherwise, I think sometimes. Yeah. I think it just has that ability to yeah. just connect everything. Yeah, when you talk about music and that memory of the first ever, uh, you know, when you, you asked me about oh, the first band that you ever saw or maybe musician you saw that, that inspired you, but you you need, it's it's a cycle. You need the bands out there doing the live music or the musicians, solo artists, whatever. It needs to be out there to inspire the next generation of, of musicians to keep Certainly music does. going. So, yeah. yeah. Sticking on that question just very, very quickly, I know I said this was the last question. <laughs> um, I don't want you to sort of um, incriminate anyone or whatever, but what is one thing you think you would love to change about like the local music scene now so it could be like it could be annoying punters it could be some some it could be anything it could be the spaces that you're given it could be not not in a diva-ish way but there's some things that spring to mind when i think of this question and probably you as well that you, you just want to tweak because it's an annoyance every yeah. week can you think of anything that, that comes up with that you don't have to answer it i suppose but i think it's interesting that I don't know. I'm so easygoing. Yeah, that's I, I fair enough. I tend not to get so annoyed. I, I, I think um, and, and punters don't even annoy me. Even even the um, the ones who might ask me for for Wonderwall, which I don't play, by the way. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know I I want to I want people to have a good time. 
Um, and if it means that the, there's a drunken idiot that suddenly thinks it's karaoke now, I think that's my only sort of one that I don't like. I think yeah. a bit more protection for musicians, yeah, if I'm honest. I think yeah. that's probably the thing. Yeah. Um, like I played at Hot Woods and it's it's barriered off. Yeah. And I'm, I'm on a, a slightly raised platform no. and I'm away. I think venues where, where they're set up like that, where they've actually considered the musician, is, is great. But I appreciate it for the venue. That means money. That no, means yeah. investment. Yeah. That means... That means you have to market yourself as a music pub, whereas you yeah. might only want musicians on once a month. Yeah, yeah. So it, I, I feel like what we want has to balance with what is yeah. going to get us paid. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. No, I'd agree with that. I yeah. think sometimes even just putting out a couple of chairs around you or something, just it, it, that, I think yeah. that's probably one of my number ones as well. To be fair, right? I'm going to let you ask some questions now. So, uh, so we'll, we'll move on to the sort of um, the singing, the coaching, the vocal coaching and singing lesson side of things. So. Yeah, so is it sort of the last five, six years you've been teaching, first of all? It's is not that, that long. No, not, not that long. long. No, no, I, I try to keep it ambiguous on my on my advertisement. I've been having voice lessons and I, I went through some training. Yeah. I've been teaching for a couple of years now. Right. Properly, properly teaching. And, yeah, but obviously I've got a lot of experience mm. vocally. Um, my, I mean, what do you want to know? Yeah, well, <laughs> I mean... Is there sort of, I mean, there's that sort of frustration as a teacher if you get really too picky about it. What, how do you find dealing with unprepared students or students that don't really practice, they, they say they want to do all these things and then you can clearly tell they're not putting in the work. Well, my question to you is, in what capacity, capacity are you teaching? Are you teaching in, a, in an educational mm. environment? Because yeah. I don't, I don't yeah. teach in an educational environment, so I don't have that pressure. I I'm very much student-led. Yeah, is how I view it. So if it's if a student doesn't want to practice all week, mm. that's fine. Yeah, you know, yeah. but don't don't expect to make the same amount of progress. I'm very clear with that. Mm. Um, and I'll, it, but it's it's fine. Like it's it's it, for me, I'm a luxury service. Yeah. Um, and and maybe a nece- necessary service if you're a professional musician and and you want to progress in and work on certain things. But really, for most of my students, I'm I'm a luxury service. Mm. So I can't I can't I, I don't. It's up to them. They, they they'll only get like anything in life. You'll only get what you put in. Um, and if you really want to improve a lot, then you, yeah, you need to practice every day. Yeah. You know, if the voice is an instrument. That's the mm. first thing I'll say when mm. talking about teaching. Um, it's an instrument, and it's far more complicated than 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 all other instruments, in my opinion, because yeah. that's my job. Um, but it's like guitar. You'll know if you pick up a guitar. You, you need to practice every day. 15 minutes a day, and that's all you need with voice. It's a muscle, Mm. you need to learn how to develop it, you need to learn how to set it free, you need to have vocal freedom. Um, And yeah, I think, think, so if people don't practice, I don't, it's fine. No, that's fair enough, yeah. (laughs) That's fair enough. (laughs) So we'll just rewind a a, a tad. So Chris has these song rooms, or you and your wife have the song rooms on, Mm. um, what street is it on? It's just down the road, so we're in Chorley today. Yeah, it's Chapel Street, 57 Chapel Street. 57 Chapel Street. so that yeah, that's where you host your, your lessons. How many students do you have roughly, and how's that built as you've uh, as you've gone along? Because we, are, I, I suppose, I only know you, you and yeah. Georgia. So uh, yeah, it's uh, how many students do you actually have? Um, currently, I have I think about twenty five students. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah good stuff. So I work with a lot of people. Yeah, cool. It's good. Yeah. So um, what I was going to ask you is, oh, my mind's gone blank. <laughs> <laughs> now, what I was going to ask you was so. Um, 
that transition from being like a sing a singer to a singing teacher um do you find like you're more passionate about one or the other now is it or you you've equally do you think you put more effort or time or passion into one or the other or is it quite equal do you think that's a difficult question mm. good one i like yeah. that um because I imagine that'll change over time, especially if you've been gigging for a long time and this is fairly newer. You'll probably put more of your energies into... Not really. Um, I, I loved working with people. Yeah. Always have. Yeah. Um, I used to do a lot of sports coaching when I was younger and I, I just love it. I love the personal relationships you can build with people. I love seeing people succeed. Mm. I want people to do better. There's no secrets. I don't keep secrets. There's no gimmicks. I just want people to be better. Yeah, yeah. And I want them to enjoy what they're doing. And, and whether that's just for a hobby or whether it's because they want to kick on to the, the yeah, next level yeah. and what they, with their voice, that's fine. Versus performing, obviously I want, I want to be better mm. um, constantly and I love it and I love performing and I enjoy it. It's fun, tiring sometimes, mm. but fun. Um, I don't have a preference one over the other. They're different parts of my brain. Yeah, that makes sense. Different yeah. parts yeah. of my brain. No, that's yeah. good. Um, go on. <laughs> do, you, do, you find, do you find it uh, that you're teaching sort of similar stuff or you train working with musicians that have the same common misconceptions about the voice so you know if you, you know you get people coming wanting to do Whitney Houston and all that and it has this massive sound because I think you worked with me quite a bit on just relaxing my voice when we had the lessons because it was all right okay that's a powerful song it's I'm going to be going for power here when actually the it's the opposite way around do you find that's a common misconception that every singer has or is that something You've not quite. <laughs> yes. <laughs> in, quite. in essence, look, the, the voice is more complicated than you, than than people think. Um, people, people, a lot of people don't realise that you have different, like common things like chest voice, head voice. Mm. And I'll say that, and people look at me like I've got three eyes. Mm. What are you talking about? And then you get them to feel it in their body and get them to connect with it physically, and then they're like, oh, of course, that's obvious. Mm. And then you then you have to learn to develop that and and mix their voice, get a thicker a thicker sound on on their higher notes. And then first, like some some singers have a really light voice, sing higher notes beautifully, but have a really small voice, and that's common. Some singers have a really big voice, big chest voice, and they want to do Adele and, and the rest of it, and that's really common. But they need to learn um, delicacy, and they, they'll get to a certain point, and they're, they're squeezing their voice out, um, whereas they need to learn to let go, release, use less air. and ex I mean, you, you both have heard me yeah, say absolutely, this yeah. in, in the practice room. It, it, they're not... Si all the information that I give people, you can find. I mean, while we're on it, I'll, I'll plug somebody I highly, always highly recommend, which is John Henney. Um, he has a free podcast that you can listen to. I shouldn't be plugging other podcasts. No, no, no. It's <laughs> but, it, you know, I believe in spreading information to people. Yeah. Um, and he has books on it. And, and obviously, the, the th you can read and learn and do, and do all of that yourself. That's a good foundation. Then get in a practice room with somebody like myself. It doesn't have to be me. Um, it just has to be a vocal teacher that's not, um, not just getting you to sing songs, actually getting you mm. to develop your voice. Um, and, 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 and get them to work with you and work on it. It's really interesting. It's really fun. And you can make vocal breakthroughs and you can sing songs that you never dreamed of being able to sing. It really does like happen like that. Um, yeah, I'm going off on a tangent. No, Sorry. not at all, not at no. all. Um, so it's interesting. So I've had a few before I came because I got I have lessons with Chris. You've had lessons with Chris, haven't you? Yeah. Um, I'd had a few 
um, teachers before I came to you. I'm not just saying this, but like generally, I've, I think it's really important when you're a teacher. I mean, I'm not a teacher, you both are, but, mm. but the, you actually feel as the student like they care about what you're doing. Because mm. I've been to a lot of teachers, not, not even just in music before, in, in sports, in, when I've had injuries with physios and stuff like that. And I feel like you can immediately tell when someone's just in it to take your money and when someone actually has an invested interest in helping you develop or get back to where you was or whatever it is. Mm. So, do, do you do you? I suppose you realise the importance in that as well because I feel that from you that you you care sort of thing. You know. Yeah, well, I as a great teacher, Anna is a fabulous teacher. Um, her students now are out there working musicians teaching. Mm. You know, from from years ago, and she's well known in the local community. She has a community choir. Um, if anybody's interested in that, come oh. come along and join us. We're we're, we're based at Bookshop Village. Um, the song rooms choir and is she that, runs is that, that a weekly practice weekly, it, Monday, yeah. every okay. Monday I'm in that as well so you could come down and see my lovely face yeah. as well and it, I'm guessing it's every ability as well is it anyone that abilities. wants to turn up and, and be part of it yeah, yeah. but to, to actually answer your question I, I, you, you've got it's all about giving people the tools they need and I want them I want them to succeed your success is my success yeah so that's the way I view it if I'm not invested in what you want to achieve yeah um, what's the point? No, you know, I'm just, I, you know, go and read a book. Yeah, you could, you could, you could get what I'm giving you yeah, from a yeah. book. But in the room, we can work together, figure out the details. And sometimes, as a teacher, you're teaching me, mm. so I'm getting something from you too, as well as your money. Cheers for that. <laughs> uh, but, but I'm get, you know, I'm, I'm getting stuff from you too, as, as a student. Um, and we build, and I'm building relationships with people um, in the area, and and helping support musicians in the area. Why wouldn't I want to do that? Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I think that's the same for me. Like you, you get to a point there's this there's this feeling where you you're teaching someone they've been struggling at the similar bit for weeks, and then you go and see them do it, or they come back the next week they've been struggling, 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 and then they achieve it. That for me is the same as hitting a top note at a gig that I've never hit before and hit it sweetly right in the sweet spot. I think that is that is that is probably the best feeling about teaching. You've almost got to allow them to perform for you to get the same feeling they're getting and when you see another singer live it's the same feeling for me I yeah. think is there any anything else in that sense that you think you get more of a thrill out of a teaching other than other than obviously something that they're struggling on because it's weeks of work for you it's weeks of work for them that you can see they're putting in the effort is what what really gives you the thrill about teaching it's seeing people achieve. I think you just nailed it. That, that's what it's about, is seeing people make progress. Seeing people achieve and seeing that, that split second look in their face that they know they did it. And I think that is, is awesome. Or, or seeing the penny drop. I love penny drop moments where you'll talk about a theory and then you'll explore it and then you go into the practical side and you, you get them to use their voice in, in a different way. And they're like, and then they try it maybe six times, they can't do it. And then the, the seventh time, mm. all of a sudden, but, I mean, you've had that in your lessons Absolutely. where I'm trying to, um, and, and, the, and, and I'm going, right, you just need to relax, use less air or, or whatever mm -hmm. in, in your example. And then you get to that top and, and you hit it and you can literally feel it in your body. Yeah, 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 yeah. It resonates differently Definitely, in your yeah. body and it comes out and it sounds beautiful. And I, and I love that. that that's a, a, real, a real high for me as, as, as a teacher. Um, 
but yeah, I just want people to do well. I mean, why wouldn't you? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I've got a couple of questions before we move on, um, and they're, they're around the same thing. So obviously, I understand why you need singing lessons, um, or why I need singing lessons. You'll understand as well. Um, I like your, your reference all the time to being an athlete because that, that resonates with me. Using your voice as a muscle and you know working it out effectively and, and that kind of thing. So I try and treat my singing the same as I treat my athletics. For somebody who's thinking of having singing lessons, they could be a really experienced musician or they could be somebody who you know maybe just sings in their bedroom or whatever. Why why would somebody need or want to have singing lessons? What would be the reason? Do you think? Or some of the reasons. For somebody that's maybe doesn't know, I'll give you some some general answers that I've had because it's one of the first things I ask. Yeah. Why are you here? It's yeah. one of the what you know. I need to know why you're here because I need to work with you, and I want I want I don't want to give you something that you don't need. What's the point? Yeah. Okay. So um, some some I remember the first, I'll give you the first time I went for lessons is because I wanted to sing um, with my family. Um, I had a cousin who is is, is a decent musician, yeah. um, plays and he always got the family going. I go around for a family occasion because they're all from Wales, as I mentioned before. Yeah, yeah. So I go down to Cardiff, where I'm from, and we'd have this big party, and then he'd get his guitar out, and people would sing. And I'd always sit in the corner <laughs> wishing that I was involved. <laughs> and it's really daft, but yeah. I, and I, it made me feel really out of, out no, of that yeah, family yeah. environment. So I went, and, I, and my goal was I just want to feel confident enough to get up and sing. Mm. And then I did for the first time with my family, and they were all like, oh, my god they couldn't believe it yeah right and then and then i was like right okay maybe i need to do something else for this <laughs> so it snowballed on and that's sort of how it is with all my students yeah. so some will come with me i just want to i want to be able to sing with my friends mm. i want to um, um i want to be able to sing with my, my with my sister is one recently or i want to be able to sing with my group you know music group that i'm with yeah. i always i always sing really quietly and i don't yeah. don't sing loudly i don't project um and then it's getting the building up their confidence through that and then quite often the momentum builds and they're like well and then i'm like well why don't you come to my open mic yeah you know um and then they're like oh well, i don't know that sounds scary mm. and then they'll come and then obviously i'm like molly coddling them making sure <laughs> they've got everything they need um and then getting them up there and then i'm like come on you can do this and then they do it and then it's and then all right what's next yeah and then they, and then they'll come back to me next week i went to three over open mics yeah i yeah. got the bug oh, yeah. and then before you know it they're like oh i'm building up a set i might be gigging mm. it, it kind of no, it's, that's, I mean, I don't think many, many singing teachers offer that opportunity to come along to the open mic. And I know I've been to one of your um, uh, events. What, what do you call it? Like a showcase, weren't it, almost? Summer showcase. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah. you basically get as many of your students as you can to get up. And, and to be honest, like, I gig all the time, and I found it really terrifying. Like, it was a good experience for me. Like, it was a big audience all sat actually watching you, which makes a change from a Friday yeah. and Saturday. Um, you know, and you had a full band behind us as well. And it was, it was a really good... Good, good experience even for somebody who, who goes out gigging every week from somebody who has maybe never sang in front of an audience before so yeah, yeah I found that really uh, really really good like, so how often do you put those events on uh, well there'll be one this summer yeah um, I'm looking at doing regular recitals so it'll have an open mic feel but I'm, I've, I'm going to pick a venue and, and just get students to come down and have a, and do a couple of songs yeah um, and it's really good because the, the, the music is so diverse in those scenarios 
so unlike an open mic which people find intimidating you have to go down and you have to you know and I have to either sing with backing track or acoustic guitar and I have to sing pop songs mm. because that's what people want it or folk or, or maybe slightly off the wall genres but they're all popular music genres yeah, yeah. where it's a, um, a, a summer recital you can sing musical theatre if you want you mm. can sing a classical piece of music if you want though I don't teach classical singing um, and yeah it you can sing whatever you want whatever you want to work on it's a really good way to to showcase your skill so absolutely any more questions before we have a quick break I'm conscious that we're going over the time limit I think we should break just in case and then we'll come back and ask a couple more cheers back Chris hi how you doing it's me the daddy just wanted to take a moment out of the episode to promote a certain somebody today a certain Stephanie Collette that has been helping us out, getting us started with filming, with lighting, with a little bit of photography as well. So a big shout out to Stephanie. You can find her in Chorley at her studio. It's above the Blue Light Cafe, I believe it is. She does web design, photography. She does filming as well. She does all sorts of things in that sector. Um, and we'd really like to promote her. So her details are going to be in the link in the description below. So you can check her out if you want anything that's music related or or even just family shoots she can do as well for you. So a whole range of things and she's really good. We can vouch for that as well. So go check her out. Back to the episode. I'll see you later. Hello, welcome to the One More Songcast. We're back for part three. And um, I want to get a few quick fire questions to you, um, Chris. So... I bet you're wondering where Lee is. You'll all all will soon be revealed on that one. I don't I'm even think you know I'm what's going on here. I'm nervous, actually. I don't know what's going on. We've, uh, we've, we, we, yeah. I won't give too much away. Um, right. So, <laughs> you see these YouTube videos a lot, um, where it's like improve your voice in five minutes with these simple tricks, whatever mm. else, and especially some, you know, my age and younger, we're always on YouTube, we're always trying to find bits and bats. Is, is that a genuine myth? Is it something, I know it sounds obvious, but is it something you really have to work hard at over a long p- period of time, which of course it is, but are there any quick fire things that maybe someone in the bedroom singing could just quickly go, well, try this and it might improve your voice, you know, sort of thing? Right. With this, it's, it's a complicated question because there is a lot of people out there that really want you to subscribe to their channel. Yeah, and will often say things that, that go, oh, wow, that's amazing. Now, there are some quick things that you can do, but it's dependent on the singer. Mm. It's dependent on the voice. We have, if people have different, come to me with different voice types. Um, you know, if somebody, if somebody comes in with light chest versus um, full, you know, a, a, full, a pulled chest voice, yeah. which are two proper, you can look those up, they're the real thing then you'd approach it differently for each person because a light chest you want to get them to engage their chest voice more so you need to yawn into the sound a bit more and, and really project and I think that's probably the one thing I would say if you, if you really want to uh, <laughs> if you really want to just have a little go at this is you know if you was to talk a little bit like this and have that sensation then it really allows you to to sort of relax your, your muscles in your neck and you won't choke the sound yeah, yeah. okay um, and I know I've said this in lessons mm. with you and and really it's, it's about relaxing release tension relax yawn into your sound a little bit and you'd be surprised you'll be able to hit a few extra notes so you will get what feels like a, a, a vocal breakthrough 
quickly yeah. and I would say that for most voice lessons yeah. when I have a new student at the beginning we will have consistent vocal breakthroughs but then they slow down and that's when the real work begins mm. that's if you it's depending on where you want to take your voice but over time it takes a long time to get that muscle to develop in the way that it yeah. needs to develop that's what we worked on a lot at the start wasn't it is yawning into stuff and it, yeah. it really does help relax relax you especially when you're trying to it, sometimes I think what a lot of people struggle with or what I struggle with sometimes is hitting that note too hard at the start but when you yawn into it it gives you a little bit more it can it, it, it allows the tension to be released yeah. and, and it allows the sound to project I'm not going to go into no, any no. more than that no, really in terms of in terms of the instrument um, and use less air for your top notes yeah. a, but you need but if you're if you've got a small voice and a light, a light chest voice um, and, it, and you can hit really nice high notes but really, in a really tiny way the less air thing is, is, mm. isn't what you need you need more air you need to be adducting your vocal fold effectively and you need to, you need to have lots of um, support from the diaphragm and the tummy yeah, in order yeah. to make big sound cool the million dollar question then so um, I mean hopefully we've got people that are non-musicians as well um, have never sang in their, in their life can everybody sing? Or can anybody sing, sorry? Uh, everybody can improve. Yeah. Cool. And I nick that from my wife. Yeah. Because it's true. Okay, so she, she'll watch this back and I need to give her the credit for that. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. Otherwise she'll be like, you, you nicked my life. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is genuinely true. Everybody can get better. Um, and, it, you know, and, and if you put the time in and the hours in, you, everybody can get to a level where they can be up there performing to people. Absolutely. Yeah. I've never come across anybody who's tone deaf. Now, I'm sure it's a real thing mm. in, in, the, in the sense that, but it's a medical condition. Right, so if, yeah. if somebody goes up to you, oh, you're tone deaf, you're not. You just, you just, you have You need to train your musical ear, yeah. and and we need to get you in the practice room. And and I've got singers who maybe that's all we do for the first few months yeah. is get you used to hitting the note with the with the piano note because um, we do a lot of scales and exercises. Yeah, yeah. it's just building that understanding of musical knowledge as well as obviously improving your voice. I think is mm. a big one, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, like you say. It, it, Many people can't be particularly tone deaf. They've just got to understand music a little bit more, haven't they? Or yeah. or hearing things differently, you know. Getting the ear for music is is a big deal. Yeah. yeah. Some people naturally have it. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. There are people out there who have more natural ability than others, and that is a real thing. Okay. But either don't be fooled. Your top musicians, your 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 pop stars, and um, they all have voice lessons. Mm. They did. And you can tell the ones that don't because, um, like, I, I used, I've been to see Imagine Dragons a few times, and their lead singer had to, he got um, vocal um, polyps yeah. so he, on his throat recently yeah. because of the way he was singing in a new style. And then once they healed, he went to voice lessons. Yeah, he yeah. got better, and now he can do the technique. Mm. Um, they all do it. They yeah. do. It, it's I think especially if you're a touring musician as well, you're going to get exposed if you haven't had some level of training when you when yeah. you may be singing for two weeks straight or whatever it is, you mm. know. So, right. So, cheers for that. I've nice. learned a little bit about you. Right, Lee, or he's changed his name for the purpose of this uh, segment. <laughs> We're going to introduce Amy Shithouse for you. Oh no. <laughs> Are you babe? You're right. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you? You're right. You're right, mate. So we've got we've got two special guests on our podcast. We've got Lady Gargle, where we gargle some tunes and you've got to guess what the tune is. Right, okay. And now it's uh, Amy Shithouse, you've got full Liverpool kit. Is it because he's got Liverpool kit on that he's a shit house? Is that what well, it is? Yeah. Yeah, 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 well, I've had a week. I've had a week. The neighbours are kicking off again. 
drugs, shit and all sorts, littering around me fucking driveway and everything. <laughs> how's, the, how's the fellow? Is he doing alright? Wanker. Wanker? Yeah. I oh, you're not, you, out last week. Oh, I thought you were back together again. No, well, we were for two days and then he fucked me off. Oh, I, I saw your Facebook rant, to be fair. Yeah, it's just me and the kids now. <laughs> Did you say, inbox me, hun? <laughs> when he put his hair... Every time. I don't want to be airing all my dirty laundry. Uh, but you, you do tend to, Amy. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Amy, what, what, what have you brought us today, then? Right, well, we're going to do a little game. So, I'm going to be describing a song and you've just got to guess it. Right, okay. So, so basically, Amy's, um, you're, gonna, you're, you're a bit of a bitch, aren't you, to be fair? Oh, you oh, bitch about everything, Facebook, all oh, the rest. So oh, you're wow. going to try and bitch out a song and you've got to guess what the song is, basically. Right, what, what's the prize? Uh, well, yeah, well, that'll be revealed at the end, oh, to right, be fair. Okay. Um, right, you okay. have got some pretty fancy shin pads on there. so I, we need, might... to, I need to buy in, you yeah, see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so... <laughs> I've been in my head a little bit recently. Mm. Um, and I was doing okay. Yeah. And then... You know, I just started to get this feeling. So... It was only a little bit of smoochy smoochy, yeah, you know. And then then he gets in a taxi with her. Yeah. And then and then I already know what this is, but yeah. It is Mr. Pashite side. Yes. <laughs> What's my prize? No, is there a few rounds to this, sure. Oh, there's a few, there's a few. I've got more. So I got, got more. so he gets it. Oh, I'm calling a cab and yeah, all yeah, right, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've got Jealousy. more. How did it end that story then? Well, <laughs> well, I just opened up my eager eyes. Right, fair enough. Yeah. There you go. Well, your eager eye? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you talk about my eager eye on camera. <laughs> Bad thing. Right, 1-0 oh, then. 1-0 one, one to Chris. It best, should we do a best of three? Is that when you get to two and you've won both? Do we, do we have buzzers? Do you want me to like... Well, we're, we're, not, we're not that advanced yet. We um, could just do like... Huh? Yeah, just okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So... Uh, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying you maybe could have tried a bit harder. <laughs> so, so, oh my god, I've forgotten this one. Oh my god, I'm gonna have to think about it. Uh, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not blaming you. I just maybe think you could have tried a bit harder because you're a little bit silly, really, aren't you? Um, so anyway, I know. I, I know that this person. Knows, but I, 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 I'm not really wanting to invade in the personal space. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I'm right on this or not. But you know, uh, oh my God, you surely got to get this one. This is so obvious. Any ideas? I think. I think Elton, it's not Elton John, is it? It's not Elton mm. John, no. So go back to the start then. So <laughs> I'm not blaming you. Right. <laughs> I'm blaming you right now. <laughs> yeah, go on. Stop judging me. <laughs> I'm not blaming you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, you're putting me off. So I'm not blaming you. I just maybe think you could have tried a bit harder. Right. But you're a little bit silly. I, I, I just don't understand how, how she could do this. 
Uh, well, I'm not supposed to be guessing it. It's you, isn't it? Is it? Well, am I, am you I allowed to guess as well? You a minute ago. Now, look at me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's not me. It's it's like, I know it's... she knows that I, I don't like to invade in the personal <laughs> business. Like, It's um, not for a telly's whistle for the car, is it? It's you, not, no. stupid girl, whatever they say. No, 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 no. It's not that one. But it, 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 I'll give you a little clue. It's around the same time. Right, okay. So I don't really like going and invading personal space. It, I might be wrong on this one, but I think she's after me. <laughs> I, I, I know, I know, I know. She, I, she definitely knows that I don't like asking questions. Um, but I think she's still after me. Right. <laughs> Any guesses? I've got a clue. Go on, you have to put me naive to cook the kooks. It's fucking hell. Well I'm not it. fond of asking. Yeah. There we uh, go. I wasn't going to say that as well. There we go. Is that one one then? Am I part oh, of this no, game? Yeah, yeah. Right, it's so right, fun then. this yeah. game, isn't it? So, yeah, so is this the, the, the this is the this final is, round then, the isn't it? Yeah. Unless none of us can guess it then. Wonder what? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We don't do that song. It's just been a bit overplayed, hasn't it? Right. Right, Amy. Last one then. Last one. Oh, oh. Well, I've got I've got a real treat for you here. So. You've not got your hair up today, Amy. No, uh, no, I thought I'd have it down today. Yeah. I just, yeah, like it gets down. a bit hard work. Yeah. You know. Fit of a shit result at the weekend as well. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> so did you, you bastard. Yeah, true. <laughs> so, anyway. Anyway. Right, so there's this girl, and she can, you know what? She can fuck off. She can just hold her horses a little bit. I, I had thought about this one, I swear. She can just hold her horses a little bit. Because she knows it's gone well past the time. And, you know, you know what I say? Just let it go after that. Let it go after the moment. So, just stand up, bite fire, and wipe that fucking shitty look off your face. That's the key, isn't it? That bit. It might like be. That look. Might be. I'm not saying anything. I yeah, I feel like that. it's almost there. Don't look back in anger. Correct. Yes. Yeah. Oasis. You should be banned from doing Oasis. I said maybe. There you go. I'm the winner. What do I win? Can I have uh, some signed shin pads from you? You've got your shin pads on today, oh, haven't you? the only pair. Stay protected at all times. Yeah, yeah, you got to have protection. Yeah. Oh, oh, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't bring me undershorts. <laughs> well, it's been lovely seeing you. Yeah, cheers, Amy. Yeah. I hope things improve for you. And, you know, I reckon you should take a little bit of a break off social media as well. I think sometimes you, you, you get a little bit too personal on there and it always comes to bite you in the arse. So. Well, it's my social media page. I'll post whatever I fucking want. Oh, yeah, Thank you very yeah. much. Right, see you next week, Amy. Right. So yeah, are you coming to the gig on Friday? Your gig? Yeah. Oh yeah, you're, you're a tribute act, aren't you? Yeah. Can I hazard a guess as to what tribute act you are? Uh, I think you know by now. <laughs> I go out with Valerie. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know. and Valerie. Yeah, I'll be right. there, mate. I'll be there. Uh, what? Where is it? At the Working Men's Club? Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. The Working yeah. Men's Club in Huddersfield. Right, okay. All right, I'll see you later. Bye, <laughs> right, Christopher. Yeah, oh. see you later. What do you make out of that, Chris? Yeah, that's an experience. <laughs> yeah, yeah, cheers for that. <laughs> When Lee comes back for his lessons, you'd never be able to look at it in the same yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, okay, last couple of questions to finish off. All then. right, okay. Are we waiting for you? We can't really wait for you, though, can we, Lee? We have to, you'll have to turn yourself around pretty quickly. But uh, yeah. So, advice to somebody who um, 
is maybe thinking about getting into gigging, is it something obviously you'd encourage and, and, and what advice would you give them at the very start? Maybe something that you learned quickly that you, you would have liked to have known, you know? Um, don't take it too seriously. Mm. Connect with the music that you're playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it's, if it goes badly, so what? Yeah. You know, if, if you want to get into gigging, just don't let the anxiety to put you off. Like, just go for it. Honestly, I put it off for so many years, getting out there and gigging. Even though I, I was a good singer, I put it off because I, was, I, was, I had a fear of um, being judged. Mm. And the truth is, half the time, people either aren't listening, or if they are listening and you've got some skill, they're just impressed. Yeah. And yeah. you've just got to accept that. Yeah. yeah. How do you find it so... Uh, and we've talked about the reasons I get anxiety, but you know, because you're getting paid, we're all getting we're getting paid for it to a degree. Do, do do you put that extra pressure on yourself because you know you're getting paid for it rather than it say being an open mic? So somebody who's maybe been doing open mics but then they're moving into a paid world, does do you think your attitude should change or not necessarily? I think you've got to be professional yeah. at all times. Communicate well with the communicate well with the the owner or landlord or whatever yeah. whoever's booked you. Remember Remember that they they are your boss. They're not your friend. Yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Don't don't let those lines blur. Um, be friendly. Be nice. Be genuine. But but be professional. But mostly be professional. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, ultimately, you could, you, you've got to have that self belief that Definitely. you're going out there and you're worth listening to. So when you get booked these gigs, just remember, it, it, like how many times you've been in pub and heard someone gig. You know. It, no, you're right. You, you know that. As long as you can, as long as you can hold the tune, you're good. Absolutely, you're golden. You're better than most. No, so, definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so um, I want you to do a little bit of self-promotion. So how can oh, we right, find okay. you on social media um, for oh, your right. singing and for your um, and for your your vocal lessons as well? And, and maybe tell people a little bit about what you're about. You know, what what kind of songs you like to cover. Um, you know, where people can find you next as well. God, yeah, you, you're alive. Start off with your singing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where are you this weekend? Then let's go with that. Um, where am I playing this weekend? Yeah. Uh, where am I playing this week? I'm at the Delacey Arms in Wallin. Okay, weekend. yeah. I don't yeah, think yeah. I've ever been there before. To be fair, it's a good venue. Yeah, yeah, yeah really nice people there. Yeah. Um, I mean, Chrissy Lee Acoustic. Yeah. My social media page. Yeah. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. I'm not the best on social media, but I am on there if you want to check me out. Yeah, it's hard work to keep up with, isn't it? To be yeah, fair. Yeah. 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 Yes. And yeah, always creating posters and stuff like that. It's, yeah. it's a challenge in itself. But but yeah, it's, I'm on Facebook, Instagram, on that for for booking me. Uh, I'm not on TikTok, unlike <laughs> um, Big Lab behind us. <laughs> oh, he loves a bit of TikTok. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And his um, dances. He does. Yeah, and his chords of the week. Yeah, and his par- his parody characters as well. Yeah, now. yeah. Loves it. <laughs> um, and if you want to come for the music lessons, there's a couple of things. I've got a website, Chris Healy, um, chrishealysinging.com. So that's how you potentially book um, some lessons in. Well, with all you. my contact information is there. Yeah. I did have a booking system at once, but um, it, it doesn't work. It, yeah. I'm, I'm busy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. busy. As I told you, I'm a student side before. I'm, I'm very busy. Yeah. But, but yeah, get in touch with me. Um, there or I'm on Facebook as well mm. and I'm on Instagram for my teaching and it's Chris Healy um, singing tuition I think on Facebook and Instagram cool cool right last question before we get Lee back on um, mm. so 
Who would you recommend? Um, it can be a band, it can be um, you know, a, a, an acoustic solo artist, like what, what mainly what we do. Who would you recommend out there, fairly locally, sort of keep it northwest, and, and obviously they're not famous, they're just maybe doing what we do. It can be an original as well, it can be anybody that you think of that springs to mind that you would recommend for somebody to go and watch or have a look at the social media or whatever. Who would you recommend? Uh, Seamus. Okay. Are they Seamus, a band? Phil Island. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Local, lo- you guys, to be fair, but yeah, local people that I respect in in the local area. Georgia, obviously, has a massive following. Yeah, yeah. There, there's lots of people out there that um, that I've got a lot of time for and respect for. But yeah, check out. There's a lot of talented there people is, out yeah. in our area. But yeah, Seamus. Um, I think it's McLaughlin, but I'm not 100. percent You might, might want to double check that. So but is yeah. this a, a solo performer? Yeah, he was in a band called The Capital, who right, are actually okay. really quite yeah. semi-famous in Preston. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, yeah, he, he's uh, his voice is incredible. I'm always out, yeah. I'm always after a good vocalist. Definitely, mate. 100%. his voice is, is insane. Yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. He's, he's got such a lovely warm tone. Cool, cool. Yeah, I've not I've not heard of him, so I'll have to give him a check out. Yeah, right. I don't know what Lee's doing. I can hear him rustling around at the back. Are you all right there, mate? <laughs> he's back. What's we had some woman come come around. All right, uh, Amy Shithouse or something? No, never heard of it. Uh, fair enough. <laughs> right, do you want to do a few quick fire questions to finish? A yeah. Few sort of this or that. We haven't planned this any, so we might be uh, we might be you know thinking. Do you want, can off you the think cuff. of any? Off yeah. the cuff, yeah. Yeah, we'll go off the cuff. Right. So we we don't all do all of these about music. It's, it's so our listeners actually get to know you a little bit. So one simple one that always divides people: Coke or Pepsi. Um. <laughs> Neither. Neither. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe um, Coke Zero, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Okay, there yeah. you go. Don't don't like the sugar too much. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's a bit too syrupy if it's got full sugar in it. Yeah. yeah. All right. So I I only really learned that today that you you're into football for some reason I didn't think you're into football. So international or or club football? What's your favourite? <sighs> I could we could do another half an hour on what I think about football, but um, <laughs> well, I don't know. I'm Welsh, so Wales in yeah. rec- recent years, especially in the last U- um, European Championships, um, I really enjoyed that. So that would probably be where it's at. But now Gareth Bale sort of should have retired a while ago, but from international football. But yeah, has gone. Um, I don't know. Yeah. Well, who, who do you support? <laughs> Cardiff City. Oh right, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm not a big fan of the Premier League yeah. anymore. Yeah, I used to be massively so, but yeah, um, they I played Swansea, didn't they, at the weekend? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But there you go. Cool. It's, but yeah, I, I'm uh, I'm a family man. I don't have time to watch or play nah, anymore. That's fair enough. But yeah, I used to love it. You got one? Yep. Yeah, uh, Batman or Superman? <laughs> <sighs> Um, <laughs> He's hating this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, probably Batman. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 it's no. got a cool car, hasn't it? I yeah, guess. Yeah. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna ha- I'm gonna hold you to an answer on this one. All right. Um, uh, performer or singing teacher? Oh. You have to pick one. If 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 one of them careers had to end today, which which would you ra- which would you rather do? If you could go full time, you know. We've, we've oh, I'm going to sit on the fence, I think. Oh, I can't give you an answer. Oh, I'm, they're both, it's this or that. So much. Yeah. Oh, go on, go on, singing teaching. Okay, uh, yeah. No, no. <laughs> he's put both of them in there so that yeah. he's not committed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> go on. I see how he plays. <laughs> right. I'm just going to throw one out there. Two amazing singers, so Prince or Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. 
Yeah, the only reason I don't like Michael Jackson is because he fiddled kids. But, <laughs> well, um, yeah, yeah. But I'm, I'm you know, allegedly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just, just in case any lawyers. We've been taken off YouTube. Bang. Yeah, yeah. Straight in. Straight in. But yeah, unfortunately, uh, Michael Jackson for me, Prince was awesome, but um, yeah, insane. But if, if you really want. Um, yeah, go on, that's answer your question. Yeah, okay, yeah. Um, this isn't actually a would you, uh, this or that, but we, we've spoke about musical inf- influences on our episodes, haven't we? Um, I'd be quite interested to know who's your main, probably vocal influence. Not that you copy them, but you just, you would always tune into that vocalist, and maybe you are a little bit inspired to sing a little bit like that as well. I'm not. My favourite vocalist isn't actually technically an yeah. amazing singer. Okay, yeah. um, Sometimes the way, isn't it? Yeah, and they're a bit of a Marmite band, but I, I adore Coldplay. Okay, yeah, yeah. So um, Chris Martin's voice, Martin, is, yeah. um, for me, is, is very raw. Um, he obviously hasn't had a lot of work done on no, it. No, no. Um, but his sound is, for me, is in the way he writes music, is incredible. But, you know, um, maybe Tom Chaplin. I'd love, is, is it Chaplin from Lead Singer of Keith? Yeah. His voice Unbelievable is singer. insane. Sam Ryder at the moment is um, he's he's insane. Um, Lewis Capaldi's voice, I've got a lot of respect for that guy. He I've tends to lose his voice quite a bit, doesn't he? Which I always find interesting because um, he seems like he's got a lot of power and sort of control over it almost. But it's interesting. Yeah, well, you know, you don't sing like that without it no, losing, no. losing voice. You know, he could maybe. It would work on that. I'd be able to carry yeah. on singing the way he does if yeah, he worked yeah, on it a bit. Yeah. But yeah, but there's a lot of amazing vocals, vocalists out there. Um, yeah. But yeah. In, in terms of inspiring me, I think Coldplay were. Oh, that's interesting. I yeah. grew up with them when, when I was like 15, 16, and, and they were like a massive influence yeah. on music. Uh, the Verve before that, but 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 yeah, then it was. I thought you were quite anti The Verve, you seem in recent I'm a times. bit sick of them now, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah I, I'm Urban Hymns when it came oh, out. Yeah, you know, I listened to that so many times. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. A bit better than Top Gun, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, is there anything you, you want to add, or anything you would like to add that we've maybe not learned about yourself, or anything we might have missed? It's hard to. To, to know sometimes, isn't it? There is one that I, I think I asked you, and it was it was it's going to be pretty similar to yours in a way because mm. um, you weren't doing music at this age. But what would you say to a sixteen-year-old self mm. just starting out? I always find it an interesting question. Just get out there, like look at uh, look at Connor Banks. He's he's a local musician mm. with with really good reputation and a lovely voice, um, and he's been singing since he was really young. Like he had his first gig at Molten Hops when he was like 15, yeah. 16. Um, which is a really good venue, by the way, for music in Chorley. Yeah. But yeah, it's um, it, yeah, just 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 get out there. Maybe start busking. Do some open mics. Put yourself out there. Don't be scared to come up with something new. Yeah. You know, write original songs. Put yourself out there. Um, what have you got to lose? Like, yeah. It's hard when you're sixteen because you can you, you can really feel a bit more insecure, mm. and obviously you're a bit of a narcissist when you're a teenager mm, yeah. too, which doesn't help. What would you um, say to so? What would you say to sixteen-year-old you that doesn't know that he's got a, a future in music? You know, um, would you go back and, and encourage him to do it sooner? Or, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The shoulda, woulda, coulda. Yeah, it's of course, true. They, it's true. they exist and they're a real thing, but. I'm. I'm a firm believer that I'm in the here and now. So no, it's true. I can't. It's a good way to yeah, 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 yeah. So I can't. I can't dwell on it too much. But yeah, if I if I could go back and have a word with myself when I was a young lad, then of course I would. I would yeah. say pick up a guitar, learn an instrument. Yeah. You know, do some singing. You know, you've got a good voice. Give it a go. Mm, especially in a day and age now where it gets harder and harder for, for for younger kids who have got all these screens and all these games and stuff. I feel like the guitar is is not not as, not it's not as accessible. But um, but, but it, I feel like we we had less to. 
do growing up than maybe what, what kids have now with games well and I've been a bit older screens. I've got to admit I, I would say that it's starting to come full circle yeah, and there's mm-hmm. musicians out there now that are picking up guitars again. Well, there's good. bands coming out there, yeah. and they're making they're making real music, not real music. Cause that's unfair, unfair to other genres of music. Music is great, and it's it's subjective. And if you like, you like whatever you like. I'm not I'm yeah. not a music snob, no, no. but um, it's. Um, yeah, guitars will never. I don't think they'll they'll die anytime soon. No. I won't worry about it. It comes full circle. People like young. I look after young people, and they're listening to bands that I grew yeah. up with now, yeah. and they're coming back into fashion. Mm. So you know, it's it's. No, yeah, that's yeah. fair enough. Right, should we wrap it up there? I think I think maybe we should. Yeah. Cheers for being our first guest, Chris. Yeah, it's a milestone moment, and uh, yeah. yeah, go and check Chris out on all the social medias. And um, if you are interested in having some singing lessons, it's definitely something uh, we can all account for and, and uh, yeah. you know advise to do. So uh, yeah, cheers for having us. Uh, sorry, <laughs> cheers for coming on. <laughs> <laughs> cheers for having us. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> we'd also like to have a big shout out to Stephanie Collette as well, who's uh, managed to um, give us this studio today to to film in. Um, our space is a little bit small to do it isn't it so she's facilitated us brilliantly and uh, she has a studio above Blue House in Chorley um, and she can take family photos she can literally take pictures of whatever you want within limits you know you know but (laughs) yeah within reason (laughs) within reason yeah but no she's fantastic we can account for that so uh, yeah go and check her out as well and uh, we'll see you on the next episode thank you very much cheers thank you thank you guys Oh, 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 oh.